Hi, this is Dr. Ali Sharma. Before we share with you this bonus episode with Rachel Hilbert, we want to acknowledge that Rachel recently disclosed on social media that she has bipolar disorder. She had mentioned this to us when we first recorded our interview in 2019, October, that she had just been diagnosed, but that it was too fresh and she was not comfortable speaking about this publicly yet. Therefore, her full episode, episode four of Model Mentality, focuses on Rachel's experience with anxiety and depression to date. In light of her recent disclosure, we hope that this interview sheds light on how stigmatizing living with bipolar disorder can be and how it's important to talk more about this mental health condition. I so appreciate Rachel taking the time to speak with us and her bravery in opening up about her diagnosis during the pandemic and advocating for mental health using her platform. Please note that the contents of Model Mentality are for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Model Mentality. Hi, I'm Dr. Ali Sharma, a psychiatrist and mental health advocate. And I'm Bridget Malcolm, an international fashion model. And this is Model Mentality. We created this podcast to open up the dialogue about mental health in the fashion industry by exploring the lives of models through the lens of their personal mental health experience. Each episode, we will invite a leading fashion model to sit down to chat, going behind the visual imagery and what you may know of their external life to take a deeper dive into who is actually behind the mask and at the real struggles these models have faced. And in our Let's Get Clinical segment, I'll explore connecting the dots between our guests' personal stories and the larger mental health context. Because at the end of the day, we are all human and our struggles are universal. Hit the subscribe button on the podcast and tell all your friends about model mentality. Please note this podcast is strictly for educational purposes only, and please consult your own provider for any mental health issues you may be facing. And now, please tune in for part two and our follow-up interview from August 3rd, 2020 on her bipolar diagnosis. So Rachel, when we first interviewed you in 2019, I know we spoke about um, what we would reveal and we decided with you to reveal that you had anxiety and depression and you did tell us about bipolar, but you weren't comfortable going into it. So can you tell us a little bit about what's changed, right? Because recently you revealed that you do have bipolar disorder. Yes. So basically when I was talking to you guys, I I think there's a stigma behind bipolar. Um, But I recently just got diagnosed with it in 2019 in December. So it's it's also super fresh for me personally to say that I have this, saying that I have like anxiety and depression. Like I'm used to saying that because my whole entire life I've had it. So I think I was a little nervous with that. And I know, I mean, I thought of people as bipolar as being maniacs, like actual maniacs, like shouldn't be around them. Their mood just like completely just shifts like one on the other. And that's a stigma I personally have. And I feel as if there's still that stigma out there. But I'm learning more and more and more people I know actually are bipolar and just do not talk about it. They just say they they suffer with anxiety and depression. I don't know why there's such this weird 
I, you guys have to agree that that there's like this weird stigma around it more than more than anxiety and depression. I agree. And I think like there are some examples, you know, Homeland being one show, for example, where the lead character has bipolar. Um, but more, I think depression and anxiety are more socially accepted and more common. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing is, we need to talk about bipolar more. There are a lot of yeah. people in our society, you know, who exist and function and work with bipolar disorder. But it's one of those things that's more hidden. So I think that's why it's amazing that you, you know, have revealed this. Yeah. So I was kind of like, okay, well if no one's going to talk about it I'm like maybe I should just start talking about it and just like being like open about it and I actually got a really good response from it and it being looked at you know like it's not a bad thing and I've gotten um I've gotten medicated for it I'm really on a good I'm really in a good path right now I feel level I feel like under control I don't like have these crazy like outbursts anymore that I used to like panic attacks um so like the medications really helped me and I've centered myself, you know, figured out what my meditation is, which is like running and just, um, I, I think that, and also with this quarantine with the mental health, it's just been like outrageous. So what was it about the current environment, you know, COVID-19 and sheltering in place? What was it about that that made you decide to talk about this? Well, I, you know, I was going on new medication. I've had some, I had some really bad episodes of me just like waking up super 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 anxious and just having that behind me during the whole entire day and just having these crazy thoughts and just like being really erratic kind of and then some days I'd wake up and I'm just like I know I'm gonna have a very irrational day meaning irrational day meaning I don't know because there's nothing to do when you're in your house you know what I mean so like I feel like just mental health has been like heightened so like irrational things like um my thoughts would be very OCD. I would like, you know, be hypersensitive to like everything and be wondering, like, for example, like where my boyfriend is like, and just kind of like being like, okay, but where are you now? Where are you now? And just kind of like crazy. So a part of uh, the diagnosis of bipolar is that this is a mood disorder that has two poles, right? Mm-hmm. So usually one pole is depression and the other is mania or hypomania. Yep. So for you, tell us about the period, the upward pole, mania or hyper- my, hypomania, oh my and what that felt like for you. It felt like a constant internal battle of just not being a normal human. Like, how can I explain this? It's so interesting. That's such a, that's such an interesting question. Actually, I really, I like the question. I have to think of like the correct answer for it. Think of it kind of as like these irrational thoughts. Like you're, you think of maybe when you're like a kid or something like, Oh, what if I just run out in the middle of the street right now, what would happen? Or, Oh, I need to, I need to clean up and do all this and get all this done in this amount of time. And I was talking to my therapist about it. So she said I was having an episode and I'm like, am I having an episode? She's like, yes, you're having an episode. And I just couldn't control it. I'm like, I have to do this, 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 this. And I was just like all over the place. I didn't know how to get it all done, all this stuff. And like, and then I was just all of a sudden, like, it would be, then I'd be like, I'm like, oh, I can go, go do like, so I, I, even before I was diagnosed, I would have like these, this sounds so bad, but this is like a big thing um, with bipolar is these like crazy shopping sprees. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of go do that. And I realized I've done that before. I'm like, whoa, that's insane. Or these just very irrational thoughts. Like when I got my talk. <laughs> Like when I, I didn't just don't think things through and I got my dog, I just like got her and didn't even think of it. 
it's like kind of like those yeah it's like super irrational yeah so we call that like just the clinical word that we say is impulsivity right so people act impulsively that could be making a decision and not thinking through it it could be things that are more reckless right like spending sprees where people rack up thousands and thousands of dollars of debt you know or um you know many other types of reckless behavior but impulsivity is a you know key symptom that can be a part of it. Yeah, so that was kind of my my ups, and it, it was just really bad because then the downs from that would be whew, bad. Yeah, exactly, and it can alternate with depression and um, hypomanic or manic episodes. So, so for you though, um, in getting that diagnosis, I know you said that you know it was a new diagnosis when we first sat down and hard to get your head around, but where are you now with it, you know, like in terms of having bipolar, living bipolar, because you're clearly a high functioning person, right? And a, su- a successful model. Um, yeah, so I'm extremely high functioning. Um, I think I'm at a good place now. I'm in a good, mil- <laughs> I'm like, I'm in a good milligrams of, you know, what I have. And I've told people that I'm close with that I have this. I had a really bad episode. My mom was here, actually. She's like, I've never seen this before. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, I have bipolar. It's a thing. I'll be fine in a little while. So it's just like, but I kind of just like come to the conclusions of it. And I honestly just give it to the medication medication I'm on because I feel like even. Okay. No, that's amazing. I'd love to, I guess I'd love to know a little bit about the feedback you've had. Like, what has that been like for you? Um, I actually got, you know, like this, thank you for sharing, da, da, da. I got a lot of like, then I got some, like people didn't want to comment on it because it's like one of those things. Like I said, they didn't want to actually comment on it. They would message, like a lot of my followers messaged me on Instagram, kind of telling me their stories of everything as well. So I was like, maybe I should make my own Instagram. So I kind of made a mental health page as well. And so they, people like message me on there and tell me their stories or on the comments, but yeah, a lot more people came out like, oh, I actually had this as well. Thank you for saying something and trying to normalize it. But like not my comments because they didn't want people to see it as well. What's your what's your Instagram for the mental health page you have? Uh, so people let's, can follow you? let's talk about it. How are you really? So Rachel, how would you answer that question for yourself? Like, how are you really? Right. Because that's been going around with the mental health coalition. I think it was Kenneth Cole that started that campaign um but how would you answer that question um, and if you could like think about it in like this last six months context oh, last six months i have not been okay um right now is the best i've been in the last six months probably i've been really having some ups and downs of emotions and mental mental battles for sure um i mean this past six months i think for everyone's been it's been a hell of a ride to say the least uh yeah, I've had some really not the best ups, but I've had some ups and I've had some serious downs. But I, good news, I feel like I'm getting better. It's really, it's really nice to feel like I'm getting better. Yeah. And look, I mean, just to normalize it, these times are extremely hard. And I think one of the things is that, you know, what do people rely on, right, in times of stress for their mental health? A lot of it is like social connectedness, social support, your normal routines, things that we can't do or haven't been able to do, mm-hmm. you know? And so what you say, like a lot of people with pre-existing mental health conditions in this time of COVID-19 are getting really triggered. Their symptoms are exacerbated or you're just trying to cope with finding new routines. Yep. So. 
you know, you're not alone in that. And I think a lot of people have, you know, that experience. And I just want to throw that out there too, that some people are having the other experience where um, COVID-19, you know, is actually making them feel like, okay, now everyone's affected by this thing. Whereas I used to feel like I'm the only one affected. Yeah. And many, some people are feeling reassured. So the point is everyone, there's a variety of responses, but I think it is a common thing, like what you're saying. So, you know, what does this suggest to me that this is really about the long game? Like, let's say COVID-19 is around for a year plus plus, you know, we really need to think about how to best structure our lives so that our mental health is protected. You know, whatever that means, whether it's finding, you know, a new routine, good coping mechanisms, exercise, yoga, you know, finding, Mm -hmm. forming a little COVID bubble or a COVID pod with people that you can trust, you know, you know, their movements and you can really rely on them in person, you know, taking all the precautions necessary, of course. Um, And then there's work and economic hardship, but it's, you know, this is a challenge for a lot of people. So I appreciate what you say. It, it is hard. It's very hard. I guess my final question then is um, if you had 5 million Instagram followers, what would you want to tell them about bipolar? That it's okay to be bipolar. <laughs> um, I would tell them it's okay to be bipolar and it should be normalized. Let's normalize bipolar. Um, it should be as normalized as anxiety and depression. That's literally what I would say. And I would, I would, I would say those words exactly. Let's normalize by being bipolar and being okay with it and not judging people on having it because you could speak to someone bipolar and you would never know. You would never know. Yeah. So. Let's normalize it more, for sure. You are listening to Model Mentality. Welcome to Let's Get Clinical by Dr. Ali. In this segment, I explore connecting the dots between our guests' personal stories and the larger mental health context. You are listening to our interview with Rachel Hilbert. Let's review part two of Rachel's story. Rachel was diagnosed with bipolar disorder towards the end of 2019. And this was after a lifelong history of mental health experiences from ADHD to anger to anxiety and depression. However, with the new diagnosis and being on the right medication, Rachel has felt more level. But then COVID-19 came along, and as you heard in her story, the past six months have been challenging. This is the case for so many, especially those who have pre-existing mental health conditions. What stands out to me from a clinical perspective are two things from this interview. First, Rachel's mention of the stigma of bipolar. And second, what bipolar disorder is and how it can present. First, let's talk about stigma. Rachel mentions that she herself had certain misconceptions around what bipolar is, and therefore it was much harder for her to come to a point of acceptance after she was diagnosed initially, until recently. Bipolar disorder is common and part of the human experience. In fact, an estimated 2.8% of U.S. adults had bipolar disorder in the past year, according to the National Comorbidity Survey. Despite how common it is, it feels to me that we don't talk about it enough. Sure, there are a few examples on TV and in film where a character may have bipolar disorder, but we've only scratched the surface and sometimes it is portrayed in a way that could be more stigmatizing. As a psychiatrist, I have had the privilege to witness and meet the breadth and depth of people that live and function with bipolar disorder in our society. Rachel is one of so many and her bravery in speaking up about her diagnosis is inspiring and needed to help normalize the conversation on this mental health condition. Second, what is bipolar disorder exactly? 
Bipolar disorder is best characterized by episodes of depression, alternating with episodes of mania or hypomania, in which often people can feel unusual shifts in mood, sleep patterns, racing thoughts, energy, activity and productivity, impulsivity, concentration, and in general, how they're functioning with daily tasks. Bipolar disorder can take a variety of forms, and often those who are in a depressive episode are more likely to seek out help from a professional. Bipolar disorder is usually diagnosed in the late teens or in early adulthood. And as you heard in Rachel's story, she struggled from a myriad of symptoms ranging from depression to anxiety to mood swings, and only recently culminating in a diagnosis. The way that Rachel's journey has evolved is not an uncommon story. What is important to note is that bipolar disorder usually requires treatment for the long term, but the good news is with the right medications, the right therapy, loved ones on board to help, and knowing your signs and symptoms, especially those at the beginning of an episode, it is possible to manage your illness and have a good quality of life with the right supports in place. I have utter respect for Rachel to take the time to open up with us about her recent disclosure, the stigma she has felt around bipolar disorder, and her bravery in speaking up about this important topic and human condition. Many people are affected by bipolar disorder and struggle with stigma, and we want you to understand that you are not alone, that there is power in speaking up and in asking for and receiving help. Thank you for listening to Model Mentality and our interview with Rachel Hilbert. As always, if you are in crisis or you think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255 to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at a crisis center in your area at any time. If you are located outside of the United States, call your local emergency line immediately. What you have heard on Model Mentality does not represent what would take place during a psychiatric assessment or an actual therapy session. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Model Mentality. If you like today's content, please subscribe to Model Mentality or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, don't forget to rate and review us. Model Mentality is brought to you by Mind Studios.